subscribe if this is your first time joining us. My name is Kate Holiday, and I'm here with Ryan Rivers on this show. We like to dig in and dissect to a wide variety of topics. We're not really sure what we're going to get into each week. We kind of decide either at the end of the episode the previous week, or we just decide right before we do it. Or we uh, go off of leads that people give us. That's true. You can email us at theweeklylab at gmail.com. Give us reception reports from shortwave radio like Andrew out of Oklahoma. That's right. Yeah, he sent us a reception report, so we're going to send him a QSL card here today. We're going to write that up. So, Andrew, that's coming your way. Uh, if you guys would like one, send us an email with your name and address. Uh, and we will send you one from shortwave radio listeners, as well as we upload to iTunes every Saturday. Today, this one's going up on Sunday. Life happens. Busy weekend. You know. Um, last week, we talked about predictions for fall, winter, holidays, all that kind of stuff. And That's right. Is it going to look similar at all to previous years due to COVID? Or, like, what can we look forward to, you know? And I, I don't know. I went to Target yesterday, and I got really excited because of the dollar spot they had to Halloween, like, oh, yeah. little decorations out, and I got one, like a wooden sign that just said Hocus Pocus on it, and I was like, heck yeah. Did it bring some holiday cheer back? Yeah, or I mean. Halloween cheer, is it a thing? Yeah. I mean, I'm cheerful around the holidays, including Halloween, because I include it, because it's my fave. Mm-hmm. I mean, it got me kind of pumped for it, just seeing that kind of stuff, like, we talked a little bit about like candy and our trick-or-treaters going to come to the house and stuff. And you and I haven't had legit candy all year. so Yeah, we've been good. I mean, I don't want it around the house because I don't want that temptation. but Santa I mean, Claus better bring me something. Something. Uh, so we talked a little bit about the holidays. But, you know, we'll come back to that. We're going to start planning out, uh, you know, like last year when we did spooky stuff around Halloween. And we did, obviously, Christmas-themed stuff around Christmas and other holidays. So... We're going to start planning for that, but we're going to shift gears a little bit today. Yeah. And we're going to start another one of our uh, mini-series here on the lab. Uh-huh. Because Ryan came up with this really cool idea, and it reminded me of a show that I used to love watching. But this was tailored to one specific topic, which we're actually going to dive into today, because it's my favorite topic, which is animals. Mm-hmm. And this is a show that used to come on, I don't even know if it still comes on, because we don't have cable. It might. On Animal Planet. And it was called The Most Extreme. I remember that. Yeah, so they have episodes about animals specifically, obviously. So they talk about, like, extreme, like, biters, extreme... Mm-hmm. Like, stingers. Stingers. Runners, flyers. Yeah. So all that kind of stuff. But it obviously just focuses around animals. So yep. we're going to start off today talking about extreme animals. A couple, two, I think two specific topics Yeah. touching on animals. But we're going to go through, a, for the next couple of weeks, talking about the most extremes in different categories. Not necessarily animals. All across the board. Yeah, it's just my favorite thing to talk about. So. Yeah, so we're gonna start with animals. Why yeah, not? Why not? We're gonna bring some. Uh, we're gonna bring some excitement, some uh, science. Yeah. To the table, following last week's discussion about how stupid the world's become. So. Yeah. Just lighten the mood. Yeah, animals are pretty cool. We've got extreme sleepers. Yeah, in like the room right now. Our dog. Yep. Which hopefully they stay that way, because you guys have known if you've been listening to our show over the past man year now. Yep. You hear the dog is in the background all the time. We try to cut it out because this is not a live show, which allows us to cut it out. But sometimes you just can't. Yeah. Dogs will be dogs. They're extreme. They are extreme. They're extreme podcast dogs. And one of them's in extreme mood today, so he might he might. Yeah, he might jump flare up, up. and that crazy. What's your first? Uh, what's your first extreme though? Because I know you did research on. Um, I would say a little bit more than half of what we're going to talk about, and then I came up with uh, I came up with some cool stuff too. Yeah. 
So my topic, I kind of came up with three and I narrowed it down to one because I found some really sure. interesting facts that me as a, Ryan likes to call me a zoologist. Right. Um, uneducated. Uneducated? Uneducated. I mean, I'm not uneducated. Well, not, you You are, you don't, you have zero formal education <laughs> in zoology. Okay. I was going to say, don't, don't say zero <laughs> formal education. <laughs> in, in zoology. Correct. You're very knowledgeable. And Correct. that's all through self-study. So, right. please, with that being said. Um, so I went with extreme predators. Ooh. Because I just find this fascinating. Now, you might be thinking, oh, you just maybe like violence. No. I love animals. It has nothing to do with anything like that. I just find the tactics that certain animals use very interesting. The first one on my list is crocodiles. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know about you, but my family and I used to watch The Crocodile Hunter all the time. Hmm. With Steve Irwin, before he passed away, that show. So I learned a lot about crocodiles just from watching that show. Um, And everybody knows, you think a crocodile, they're an apex predator. They're very scary. They're intimidating. They're huge. Some of them. So... Do you know what a death roll is? I do. So when the crocodiles bite down and they do a death roll, do you actually know what that's for? That's to uh, that's to try to break the uh, thing's neck. It's to do that, but it's also um, that they can't, contrary to popular belief, is they can't swallow all of their meals whole. So the things that they can't like fit down their throat and like into their stomach is it's actually to one kill the prey, like mm. you were saying. And it, like, finishes the job. But to two, it's to basically, like, try and tear pieces off of it. Wow. So if they kill something that's too big to go down their throat, they have to try and use that because their teeth aren't, like, they they have such short, stumpy necks that they can't really, like, shred the, the whatever they're eating. So they do that to actually tear the prey up huh. to put it down their mouth. So um, I found that interesting because I always thought it was just to kill off whatever was left, you know, if the animal was still alive. Yeah, I thought they did a death row to, like get the animal off of its balance and you know it's it's screwed it's down on the ground mm-hmm. rolling around yeah and that's what you hear about too like people who are out in like kayaks and canoes and stuff in like you know other countries and they get attacked maybe or they fall over they bite their arm and then that's how they get their arm ripped off essentially from crocodiles is because they grab hold and they twist and rip it off Ugh. and that's essentially them trying to they can't swallow a person whole so they're trying to rip the piece that they're trying to eat off wow you know what i mean so that makes sense, I suppose. Um, but a crocodile's brain is only the size of a walnut. Ah, Did you know that? Nerds. But no. they're actually one of the smartest predators that makes in no the world. Sense. Doesn't it? Uh, they can hold their breath for up to an hour. How's that possible? Well, they have a tiny brain that doesn't need a lot of oxygen. Well, yeah, I guess so. And maybe their lungs take up more room. So, wow. Um, I don't know. But that helps them hold their breath and actually stalk their prey waiting on the little, you know, the water's edge, how you always just see the crocodile eyes and stuff. So it allows them to watch their prey, and they can pick out, like, the sickly or the young ones for a while. So, you know, if you look at, you know, in the African plains where there's, like, wildebeest and zebra and things, like, drinking water, they can watch them for a long time without ever exposing themselves and pick out who they want to target easily. Like, it's no skin off their back. Um, Their mouth makes up one-sixth of the length of their body. That makes sense. That's a big gas mouth. I said gas, by the way. Gas. <laughs> um, and that's, I mean, that's their prime part of the body that they need to accomplish what they're doing as a predator. So one-sixth of their body length, um, which they can grow up to 17 feet in length Good grief. on average. Uh, they can live 70 to 100 years, and they can weigh, weigh upwards of 2,200 pounds. 70 years. Yep. And that's on the low end, 70 to 100 years. 
Wow. Mm-hmm. That I did not know. So you think an apex predator is out there living for a hundred years? Yeah. Anyways, well, that's because they're apex, as you as you say. There's nothing. I mean, there's really nothing besides people. Yeah. That I can think of, unless they're like sick or dying, that are gonna really a, a take boat? them on. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. just no one's really gonna see a crocodile and like be like, oh, I'm gonna take them out with my boat on purpose. What you about know what those I mean? um, those bayou people or whatever they're called, swamp people? Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. They they're after gators though, huh? Yeah. Hmm. But people. Yeah, those are crocodiles. So obviously. They're aggressive, they're territorial, all that kind of stuff. So they do pose a threat to people, potentially. Um, my next one is a polar bear. Oh, yes, yes, polar bears. I heard polar bears, like, they straight up, like, they don't care. Like, they're out to kill you. Yeah, they. I mean, they don't have any threat to them. Yeah, so, so like, if they see you, it's not like they're interested. It's that they want to kill you and eat you. Probably. Because they're just surrounded by snow and ice all the time, and they're pretty mad about it. <laughs> they're just pretty upset. They're like, it sucks. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's probably pretty boring if you think about it for like a huge predator. And really, they are the largest land predator in the world. No way. Yeah. Wow. And the only rival... What about a rhino? They're not predators, though. They eat grass. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. you think about it, like elephants and stuff, obviously they're larger, but they're they're vegan. They're vegetarian. <laughs> they eat grass. They're gluten-free now. They are. <laughs> That's that's suddenly important. So a polar bear is the largest predator on land. And they said the only thing that rivals them is a Kodiak bear. Yeah. Mm, That's that's the thing that's closest to them. Yeah, I was going to say. But even then, a polar bear is a little bit bigger than a Kodiak bear. Mm -hmm. Wow. It says they can be up to 7.9 feet tall. Yeah, that's pretty exact. And 9.8 feet long. Wow, they got these measurements down like... To a T. Mm-hmm. To a T. Uh, they can run at speeds upwards of 25 miles an hour. Wow, that's moving. That's like driving through a residential. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and they're actually different. They look different from other bears because the they're way... They're white. Well, they are, but did you know their skin is actually black? Uh, is that true? It is. Because the way that they have adapted to their... Um, I thought their skin was pink. No, it's black. Huh. So if I shave a polar bear, it's going to be a black bear, and it could blend in in Oregon and Washington. I mean, it would be bald, so it probably wouldn't blend in that well, but yeah. From a distance. From a distance. They would be like, oh, look at that black bear. That thing's big. And then you walk up, it's just like wrinkly skin. You're like, oh, gross. (laughs) Yeah, essentially. Sure. But their skin's actually black to absorb the sun. The UV rays. Yeah. Mm Because, I mean, they live in cold climates. They do. um, But the way that they were made, essentially, take that how you will, is their snout, head, and body are longer, more streamlined, and their paws, the way that they were made, um, help them to swim, because they hunt seals and sea lions and fish and things like that under the ice, so they were actually kind of, they're made differently than land bears that don't really swim as often, right? because they are predators that go like under the ice caps and everything and hunt underwater. Looking for those seals. Mm-hmm. And uh, they can fast for up to eight months. So that's probably why they're a little cranky whenever they see people. Yeah. They're probably like, I haven't eaten in like six and a half months, and here you are, I'm going to eat you. I'm starving. Yeah. Eight months? That's a long time. That's like I two, can't go hardly two-thirds eight hours. of the year, right? Huh. And that's like them not even hibernating. That's just them up and about, and they just don't eat. So they don't have to. They should really change their diet. They they should. Um, but, I mean, that's their 
that's their choice. I would say that's what makes them a crazy predator is the fact that they can pretty much kill whatever they want, eat whatever they want. They don't have any threats except for humans like poaching them and stuff like that. Yeah, or people protecting their own. Oh, that, yeah, I suppose so. And huh. then uh, they're also known as ambush hunters. So they use um, like floating ice yep. and they sit and they watch um, seals like sunbathing and things like that and they wait for them to basically doze off and not pay attention then they ambush them. Wow. So they're very patient. They sit back and watch unless there's an obvious kill. Well, but if you haven't eaten in eight and a half months, I imagine that does teach you some patience. Yeah, you that's know? true. Mm-hmm. And in those off months when, you know, things are hibernating and things aren't um, flourishing, I would say, like seals and sea lions and things like that, they do live off of like grass and berries and things like that. So That's nice of them. Yeah. At certain times, they don't need a lot to live, but when they have access to it, they go ham. Yeah. Basically. I bet they'd like some ham. I bet they would. Um, all right. The next one. Mm-hmm. You ready? Yeah. These are predators. They are. Okay. They're all predators. These are known as the wolves of the sea. Oh, okay. Let me guess. Okay. The great white shark. No. Oh. Is it a shark of some sort? No. Seahorse. These actually eat seahorse? Yeah. No. These oh. actually eat great white sharks, though. Um, Is it the killer whale? It is. Wow. They eat great whites? Yep. That's cool. Yep. And they're known as the wolves of the sea because they hunt in packs or Ooh. pods, Ooh, if yeah, you're talking yep, about yep. dolphins or whales. Sure. Um, so they actually eat great whites if they're available. They eat seals, sea lions. They'll eat other whales. They eat anything, essentially. I heard they're like jerks, essentially. They're very greedy, is what I read. Like, they want like everything. Like, they'll, they'll rob you. Yeah. They'll see, um, a lot of the times, I've actually seen, um, in like documentaries and things like that, dolphins protecting their yeah. own pod from like a shark. And once the shark is, like, injured, the killer whales will just come in and, like, take the shark. Because dolphins aren't going to eat a shark. Right. They don't eat sharks. But whales will just come in and be like, thanks. And just, like, the orca will, like, swim off with it. Huh. After all of that, they let the dolphins do the dirty work, essentially. Do they attack the dolphins? I mean, I guess they could. Because they eat other... They're actually considered a dolphin, not a whale. If that's the weirdest part. So they're, like, eating their oh, cousin. The killer whales are really dolphins. Yeah. Isn't that weird? So they're killer dolphins. Yeah. Wow. Killer tofu. I don't know why that popped in my head. Hmm. Yeah. I, I didn't know that either. But they're, like, part of the dolphin family as opposed to a whale. Interesting. Yeah. Um. So they hunt in packs. Sure. And that's why they're so successful most of the time. Um. And if you've ever seen them, it's so sad. Like when a little seal's like on ice or something and there's like six orcas around it and you're like, oh, buddy. That ain't going to work out. It's never going to happen. Um, but they can swim upwards of almost 30 miles an hour. Wow. They can weigh upwards of 12,000 pounds. Holy smokes. And they are upwards of 26 feet in length. Hmm. Full grown. Uh, and the reason they're such good predators is they have no natural predators. Even humans don't like kill them for anything. Like, you know, you you hear about um, humans, like, poaching sharks and whales and stuff for their fins and their fat mm-hmm. and things to make products and stuff. Like, orcas have nothing to provide us. It was saying that you would have to essentially take 30 orcas to get, like, the oils or something that people take from whales, um, like sperm whales or whatever they get from them, to equivalent of one of those. So you'd have to kill 30 orcas to get one. That's a lot of work. Right. So there's no natural predators for orcas. So there's nothing besides them dying of natural causes. Huh. So. Interesting. Yeah. 
I have no idea. Their brain weighs 15 pounds. So, so a little bit different than the crocodile. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and their teeth are designed for ripping and tearing, and they can swallow a seal whole. Why would they want to do that? Don't they want to enjoy their food? I mean, they're greedy, so they probably think someone else is going to come along and take it. So there's like, oh, huh. done, finito. Wow. But yeah, I mean, they're crazy, and they're known to hunt on land, too, as weird as that is. And it sounds really weird. They don't, like, walk on land or whatever, but they have been known to jump on ice and, like, uh. their full length of body and grab seals and then go back in the water. So it's not like they only hunt in the water. Like, they're known to come up out of the water completely and snag seals and sea lions off of, like, ice banks and stuff and pull them back in. Dang. So, like, a quote that I wrote on, uh, read online was, they've gone where no other whale or dolphin has ever gone, which is, like, hunting on land. You gotta think. So. Like, those seals, they have it tough. Uh, yeah, you feel like you'd constantly be paranoid. Yeah. Because unless you're in the middle of, like, a huge plot of land where you know that a whale is not long enough to get mm-hmm. to you, then you might be safe. But then a polar bear probably would walk upon you. I'd have to, like, hang out in a harbor somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. If I was a seal. Like in Monterey Bay in California where the fat seals hang out and just sunbathe all day? Anywhere. There ain't nothing going on there. Any, Yeah, anywhere. I don't know. Shallow water where a whale couldn't get me. But then you got to eat, too, so... Yeah. I'd go dumpster diving or something. <laughs> Real classy. You know. <laughs> Ryan is a seal. Dumpster diving. Hey, you know what? Adapt and overcome. That's what I say. That's what I say. All right. The last one I'll go over is probably the most interesting, and I never would have expected it. All a sh- right. A shrew. A shrew. Mm-hmm. No idea what that even is, believe it or not. A shrew is kind of like a mole. Yeah, all right. And I don't mean a person, like a mole, like a rat. Oh, yeah, like yeah. They're ratting you out or whatever. Um, so a shrew is like a little, like, partially blind mouse-looking oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. I see, I see. So these things are crazy, and I had no idea. I knew what they were, and I know that they're part of, like, the mole family, I guess. Mm-hmm. But as a predator, these things are, like, the cream of the crop. And you'll never guess why. Um, because they can eat almost anything. Well, I would say they can. Because they're most extreme. Yeah, of course. But... The thing is, is they have to eat every two hours or they'll die wow. because they have such a fast metabolism. They have to consume at least their own body weight in food every day, sometimes upwards of three times their own body weight every day. They never gain weight because their metabolism is so fast and they're eating all of that. Um, but the reason they can do all of this in such a way that makes them so extreme is they have a poison in their saliva that can take down a prey that's 20 times heavier than they are. A shrew? Yes. Really? Yes, and they don't have fangs or anything that inject this poisonous venom. Um, it's actually excreted from some kind of gland. Mm-hmm. And the way that this happens is if they can inflict an injury, like an open wound on an animal, it excretes the poison into it, and they can actually paralyze their victim and keep it alive for 15 days. What? Yeah, so they basically, they called it, like, live hoarding. And they basically, like, collect stuff and keep it alive for 15 days and just eat off of it for 15 days. Because they're like, well, I mean, it's still fresh because it's alive. But whatever it is is just, like, paralyzed for 15 days. Dang. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Like, I've never heard of this before. Yeah, me neither. They just look like a cute little, like, mouth thing. Those are the ones that'll get you, though. Right. You know? And one shrew in their lifetime, which they only live two to three years, thank goodness, because these things are crazy, has enough venom to kill over 200 mice in their body. I wonder... No. 
Really? Yeah. Huh. Can they, um, are they dangerous to people? They say that the bite hurts, but it goes away in a few hours. So the venom doesn't attack us. No. Nah. I mean, it's irritating and stuff, but they say it, it just is like annoying and then it'll go away. But they're just little spazzes. Like their heart rate is 80 or 800 to 1,000 beats per minute. Where are you getting these facts? Online, bro. <laughs> that means it's legit. And there's over 385 species. One species um, that was spotted in northern Idaho by President Roosevelt. It's yeah. a water shrew. They can actually walk on water because they're so spastic and they run so fast that they have, and they have these like little hairs on their feet that they can run across water. I'm telling you, you got to look up shrews. I'm going to like watch videos crazy. of them now. This is, uh, this is kind of blowing my mind. It's going to be a rabbit hole essentially because you're going to find I, a lot uh, of videos. Why am I just now learning about this? I don't know. I didn't, I knew what they were, but that's what I'm saying. I didn't know any of that. Huh. I didn't know they were poisonous or that they were such little freaks. Do we have them in our backyard? I have no idea. I know we have moles. Yeah. At least I hope that's what that is. Maybe it's a shrew. Oh, God. Taming of the shrew. Taming of the shrew. It actually mentioned Shakespeare and shrews. I didn't read that part, though, because that's... Yep. Eh. Huh. But, yeah. So, we'll end on that note with predators, for me, at least. Well, the eating habits of these things is, like, you know, one of the... Off the charts. Yeah. And that's... Ridiculous. I mean, if you think of our dog Coop, I mean, he's kind of the, uh, quite the apex predator in the house, too. I mean, he sneaks up on his kibble, mm-hmm. you know, or yeah. if he thinks he has to leave the house at a drop of a hat, he yep. runs over and he eats all of his food so nobody will get it. Yep. Uh-huh. Like, we're about to go for a walk. He's like, oh, God. Yep. You just, you got to do it. <laughs> Have to. Um, all right. So, with that. Yeah. So, check this out. Check uh, it. I took your your little topic today and I looked up the longest migrations. Ooh, this will right? be good. And I did one for land, sea, and air. Okay. Which one do you want to start with? Let's do sea. Let's do sea, she says. Alright. So, the longest sea or ocean going migration, however you want to call it, mm-hmm. is the uh, gray whale. The gray whale. Yeah, that's kind of a boring name, isn't it? Just a gray whale. I mean, you have humpback, you have killer, killer you have uh, sperm, Greenland shark whale or whatever whale sharks, sharks, hammerhead whales. <laughs> um, so this western gray whale, goofy. they now hold the world record for the longest known migration. Okay. How long is it? It is 13,988 miles is what the satellite tracked them. Jeez. They swam from Russia to Mexico and back. For what? Who doesn't want to go to Mexico, bro? Mexico! 172 days was the uh, duration of their trip. Okay, so by the time they get there and go back, it's literally they have to turn right around because that's a whole year. So they're constantly just going back and forth, right? 172 days. Yeah. So you times that by two is what I'm saying. No. (laughs) Yeah, because it takes... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. They went from Russia to Mexico and back. Oh, in that time frame. In 172 days. Okay. So that's it's almost like they they work half a year. Yeah. Okay. Does that, does that make yeah, sense? Yeah. No, I got it. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, <laughs> again, uneducated. So <laughs> if you uh, <laughs> you think about that, it's almost 14,000 miles. So they swam from the uh, east coast of Russia mm-hmm. up there in the Arctic. That down. water's got to be cold. Oh, it is. Down to the Baja coast of California. 
got to be warm. Oh, it is. Oh, it is. Um, I mean, I can't blame them. People leave here for the winter and go to, like, Florida. You know, I guess it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, but those people are old. These whales do this at all ages. Hmm. Ain't that neat? That is pretty neat. How neat is that? You get a summer vacay every year. So that's the longest uh, ocean, open ocean migration in sea. That's very... Almost. Wow. We'll just round up to 14,000 miles. Uh, yeah, that, I'd say that's a long one. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, which one next? Do you want land or do you want air? Let's do land. All right, land. Here we go. Do you want to take a guess at what the longest uh, migration is for wild terrestrial animals? Um, are we talking about distance or what animal does it? Both. I would say 10,000 miles. <laughs> Wrong. Dang it. Yeah. What animal do you think holds it? Um, if it's land. Yeah, it has to be a land animal, so, so that should narrow it down for you. Gosh, I don't know. Um. Here, I'll just tell you. Okay, thank you. It's a, the gray wolf. Mm. What do you think about that? Why is everything gray? They don't have good color vision. Ah. So, a gray wolf, which was uh, tracked in a pack in Mongolia. Mongolia? They have, yeah. They have wolves there? Correct. Interesting. Okay. They tracked this thing migrating 4,503 miles. Good grief. How crazy is that? I mean, I feel like that's... In a year. Don't get me wrong. Swimming 14,000 miles is a long way, but I feel weightless when I'm swimming. Tell me walking 4,000-something miles, I would be... To put that into perspective, it would be similar for you to walk from Washington, D.C. to Los Angeles and back in one year. There's no way. I would never make it. 4,500 miles this wolf pack traveled in but a year. I don't think I'd make it. And they were chasing the caribou. So they were following the path of the caribou. Yep. But whenever they uh, tracked the caribou, the um, the wolves actually traveled further, searching for different packs and whatnot. Dang. Ain't that crazy? That's insane. Yeah. Everything's food-driven. Every, everything. Wolves well, were except on my for, list for predators. Except but. for the killer whale. They're driven by money. Greed. Money. Ain't yeah. that what it was? The killer whale that's mm-hmm. greedy? Yep. Sure is. So I there like you wolves. go. Wolves are yeah, awesome. Yeah, wolves are pretty neat. So the gray wolf in Mongolia, 4,500 miles. Okay, well, I didn't know they had wolves in Mongolia, so I learned something else today. Oh, that's pretty neat. That's uh, awesome. How much time we got here? You have three minutes. All right, so for air, it is the Arctic Turn. Have you ever heard of that? No. It is. Arctic Turn? Yep. T E R N. Hmm. It Never is it. a um, it's a bird of some sort, it's obviously, because like it's, like it's in stork. the air. And these things migrate each year from Greenland to mm. Antarctica. What? Greenland to Antarctica. Jeez. How crazy is That's that? That's the entire length of the world. <laughs> so, like, it, and it's nuts because they don't go in a straight line. They zigzag back and forth. Why? So we're going <laughs> to get to that, too. Why would you do that? Um... So, in the process, they rack up 44,000 miles in a year. Holy smokes. 44,000 miles. So, um, what it says they do is they live about 30 years. Yeah. That's their average lifespan. They're like half dead by the time they finish. Right? I'm just kidding. (laughs) And it says that um, over the course of their lifetime, they are estimated to travel roughly one and a half million miles. Which is equivalent to three trips to the moon and back. Oh, my Lord. On your little wings. Can you believe that? No. 
That is absurd. So um, it's pretty smart how they do it. So they hang out up in Greenland, and then they migrate south, and then vice versa, yeah. chasing you know the food and the um, the uh, rich Arctic and Antarctic eating and all that stuff that's in the sea and sure. sea and anomalies and blah 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 X Y and C. Um, so they follow a zigzagging pattern on their route. Uh, so like going north. So whenever they leave Antarctica, they go from Antarctica to South Africa. And then from South Africa, they fly across the Atlantic to South America. Hmm. And they do that. They zigzag back and forth until they get up to Greenland. And uh, the scientists have figured out that it does add several thousand miles to yeah, their journey. that's what I'm saying. But when they analyzed it, it made perfect sense. And it says that the bird... To who? The birds follow the uh, spiraling wind patterns of the atmosphere, and by doing that, they avoid flying into a headwind. Wow. So they alter their altitudes, going back and forth, and then they climb up until they get a tailwind, and it literally pushes them back across the ocean, like going there, like it's crazy. But that's how they strategically plot out their, you know how like hurricanes go certain directions through the... Yeah. Yeah, so they follow... like path of least resistance. They follow the weather patterns, the jet streams, all that type of stuff. Good Lord. Is that not crazy? Yeah. But yeah, it says that, that they uh, they go to the rich polar feeding grounds. Hmm. So as the uh, seasons shift north and south, 44,000 miles. Dang. I've never even heard of this bird. I've never even sounds heard like of the shrew or whatever. Sounds like the smartest bird on the planet, and I've never even heard of it. Could be. The Arctic terns. You think if they were that smart, they would just find something to eat that's closer. Yeah, you would think so. Yeah. Makes you wonder. Mm-hmm. Like, like, go to the near zoo. Right. Dumpster dive, like Ryan would if he was a seal. I <laughs> mean, what what's saying. the big deal? If you're in Greenland, fly down to Iceland and grab you something. Right. That's Stop what the majestic, the majestic Eagle in Kodiak, Alaska does. They dumpster dive all the time. That's they right. go to the local dump. Yep. I mean, McDonald's. That's not that hard. Yeah. So, there you go, Interesting. folks. Interesting. Um, I hope you have learned something. I certainly have. I have, too. Next Mind week, blown. we're going to continue this. I feel like we're already out of time as it is. Yeah, we'll be all right. So I'm going to I'm going to wrap this up. Join us next week for a, another episode of The Lab.